Return to Thruxton for Cook, Camish and Sutton as Turkington's lead is picked back with only six races remaining. But who will come out on top? Hello everybody and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. Uh, it's the Thruxton Review. The racing was hard, the racing was at times over the line and of course... The BTC boys were fine, but we did see some rather nasty accidents in both the Ginettas and the uh, Minis, which we should probably touch on before we go into the main bulk of the British Touring Car Review. Yeah, so after the first Touring Car race, there was a significant delay of round about two hours uh, following a big incident in the Ginetta GT4 Super Cup, um, where Colin White and Mike Brown had an incident coming out of church up to the final chicane, um, where... Uh, Mike Brown had had a sort of like half spin coming out of church, collected it up, and then lost it again on the grass. And Colin White was the unfortunate casualty, um, getting taken into the barrier along with him, which incited a, a fairly big, heavy incident, which involved his car rolling, um, and then about a 45-minute wait till we got any sort of news of drivers being out of the car and stuff like that. Uh, both drivers were taken off to hospital. Um, We've had an update on Colin White to say that he's broken two vertebrae uh, and a bone just above his ankle, um, but no update yet on Mike Brown. No. Um, so on that, just first of all, I, I, we we often tear into ITV in, in a way, particularly the Harvey Bingo, etc. But I thought that um, Steve and Paul did a very good job at yep. keeping the tone absolutely what you'd expect, um, filling the airtime, which is always different. Yeah, you have stuff ready to fill in case you get a 15 minute half hour gap you're not expecting a two hour gap to try and fill no. um, and I thought they did very well indeed and, and kudos for staying on air they could have easily gone off air and showed a bit of murder she wrote until we're ready to come back uh, but they stayed on, on the air and did a very professional job indeed which is great and of course a, a as always a huge shout out to the marshals and the doctors who were able to work on what was a very difficult extraction and, and a very difficult set of circumstances and get both drivers out and the care and attention they needed. Unfortunately, it wasn't the end of the nasty crash. We had another red flag in the first mini race uh, with Sergeant being fired into the wall um, just after church. Mm. Um, another high-speed accident. Car nearly rolled again, which... It's a very heavy impact. on. Luckily, I think it was the opposite to the driver's side. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was still a very heavy impact. Car was launched up into the air um, after hitting the barrier. Um, and it was certainly looking very second-hand afterwards. Yeah, and there's a couple of bits of racing across the series that just was over the line for me this weekend. Uh, I know it's a hard, fast circuit, and I know Robin's racing, I know there's always going to be contact, but yeah, I just think that the driving standards weren't particularly great across the... Not not in these two accidents, these were freak accidents in many ways, but you look at some of the touring car stuff, there's a lot of... yeah. The trouble is, a circuit, circuit like Thruxton, you're doing such high speeds for the majority of the lap, the error or the misjudgment has to be so small to have such a high consequence. Whereas you see maybe smaller stuff, smaller tracks like Knock Hill where the speeds aren't as high, you can maybe get away with it a little bit more and you can rub a bit more, push a bit more. Um, but yeah, Thruxton, I don't know, it has a little bit of a reputation for this, I feel. As does Alton Park. Yeah. Two tracks that are 
I think questions are going to have to be asked whether they are suitable for this kind of racing moving forward. You've seen two big, sm well, like two years on the bounce at Alton Park, we've had two big smashes. Um, we've had obviously a Porsche go over the fence a couple of years ago, well, probably longer, a couple of years ago now, but probably about 12 years ago, yeah, I think, at Thruxton. Yeah, you can't really put gravel in because you're going to risk a roll because they'll dig in and roll. Um, but the grass just doesn't slow you down. I don't know what the answer is because the grass doesn't slow you down in any way, shape, or form. And if you go off the gravel that speed, you're going to dig in and roll. I'm not quite sure what the answers are. Well, Thruxton have already, um, the circuit have already put into action some more safety measures, especially at Church, but yep. the, the exit of Church where they put this bank section in that goes up um, and tries to, one, scrub as much speed off as possible, be fairly smooth, although it is still grass, to um, try and protect the drivers a bit. But as you say, these the accidents this weekend were freak accidents that you can't necessarily account for. No, that is true. That is true. But I say I think questions will, will be asked of some of the circuits we go to. Obviously, Thruxton's not an MSV circuit. It's one of the few on the track that or on the calendar that aren't. Um, it's its own independent circuit in its own right. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing or the reason that you get these, these problems because Alton Park is an MSV circuit. Um, but it's always difficult when you go to different owned circuits on a, on a calendar year because you get a different level of mm. of track maintenance a different level of track safety we saw in that Geneta race that, that the red flag didn't seem to be seen by anybody because they were still racing very very hard mm. and fast um, obviously they don't they have got um, flashing lights like the MSV circuits but I, I still think you should be throwing both if you've got an accident oh, yeah. like that you should still be throwing yeah. the red flag as well as the lights yeah it, it, it was a difficult Difficult weekend. Um, I think the tone of the the racing certainly did change after the the Ginetta incident, mm. um, because the first touring car race was also an incredibly aggressive affair. It was very exciting from uh, lap one, wasn't it? But we did have uh, qualifying first of all on the Saturday, um, which we will sh which we shall take a look into next. Qualifying report. Well, as always, the biggest question was going to be, could Colin keep the wing foot momentum going? And, Sam, he could not. He certainly could not. Um, overall, a fairly disappointing showing from all rear-wheel drives, except probably Jake Hill, uh, inevitably. Um, Hill was there or thereabouts with the rest of the uh, front runners, um, but it would actually be Dan Camish to go on and take pole position. Uh, he did two really quick laps in the session, um, both within about a tenth of each other. Uh, and the only driver to get close to him was, of course, the king of Thruxton, Josh Cook. And in the session, just 17 thousandths behind him. Let's not forget, of course, when Camish did a stand-in here last season uh, for Senna mm -hmm. Proctor, he qualified well and would have won a race had he not done the right thing with team orders. wonder if we'll see that replayed ever uh, in the future or not. <laughs> Yeah, but both of those drivers were about three tenths ahead of third place Jake yeah. Hill. Um, Ash Sutton was again another thousandth behind that. And there are actually some really tight fights on the grid. Um, so looking down to 10th, 11th and 12th, all three drivers there covered by just a thousandth uh, in Rob Collard, Plato and Butcher. And the top 17 were covered by one second in total. There were a couple of incidents during the qualifying, a couple of uh, hairy moments, shall we say. Cook had a massive slide coming through turn one. Uh, it looked like he just clipped the inside curb on one of his laps. Um, 
drifted wide, caught the caught the grass, threw a load of dust up. Um, but it was just sort of like testament to see how hard all drivers were were really pushing. Sutton would be next with a bit of a hair and scare moment, going sideways through. Where did he go sideways through? He's sideways through everywhere, well, pretty true. much. Yeah. Um, the the way that Sutton sets his car up is like nothing I've seen before for a front wheel drive. The amount of oversteer that he's able to put into it. The it was certainly noticeable on the Sunday in the racing how much the car moved over the chicanes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially compared to his teammate Kamish. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, wasn't the best day for Turkington. He managed to qualify down in 15th. And Ingram, the other title challenger, yeah. wasn't too much better in 13th, citing that he had some issues. He's had issues with that car for a while, he's been saying. Well, interestingly... He's fallen off the pace. The last two rounds after qualifying, they've changed the engine on that. Yeah. Between qualifying and race day. And I'm just wondering whether they have like a qualifying engine as to not put too much pressure on a race engine. Yeah, I can understand that. But then it seems a little unfair to the others in that team well, who, like Chilton, didn't have an engine to put in for Snetterton when he's let go. Deserve one, then. Well, I suppose. Well, deserve, yeah, I mean, it'll be funny. Every team will have, officially or unofficially, a number one driver. Who yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to challenge that, you've got to show why you've got to challenge that. You know, we see it in... I know I've mentioned F1 as a comparison. We see it in F1 all the time. You know, yeah. Bottas was not that Mercedes number one driver. He was an excellent wingman. Yeah, there's there's always drivers that get those, those like development upgrades first as if, well. If Max Verstappen lost a hand, they would literally chop off Max, uh, um, <laughs> Perez's and just stitch him on. You know. Oh dear. Well, we mentioned the rear wheel drives didn't do, fare too well, apart from Jake Hill. Um, they were actually really bunched together. 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th and 18th. All rear-wheel drives including Morgan, three BMWs and Moffitt with Patterson down in 22nd. Quick shout-out to the two PMR cars who managed to get themselves into the top 10. Uh, Ashhand, 6th, Michael Kreese, 7th and Hand. Fair play to him was uh, eyeing a win this weekend, he would say. Yeah, it was a mega effort. Yeah. Um, and I thought, yeah, look, sitting pretty for a Jack Sears win, looking to show very good pace this weekend. Yep. Um, and another driver that was joining us for this weekend only, um, a real surprise announcement, really, yeah. on the Friday morning, it felt like, was Tom Oliphant, um, who was stepping in for Powell this weekend. It A, a chance occasion, really. Oliphant was coming down to watch the racing, mm. being in the paddock, etc., because he's here for a couple of weeks, because obviously he's on the other side of the world now in Australia. Yep. Was here, and Powell can't make it for due to, I think, he had personal commitments elsewhere. So I said, do you want to get in the car, mate? Um, or, do you want to get in the car, mate? I mean, he's not Australian himself. Wait, Mike. Well, no, but he's good. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, he, he unfortunately ended the session early, not getting to set a time because of having early on break issues. Uh, which was a bit of a shame because I think he would have, he would have probably been in and around sort of like twentieth, I reckon. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth for Goff, isn't it? We need a stand. Yeah, a little bit. We need, a little we need bit. A stand. I mean, obviously Goff might have been busy, to be fair. And but, bridges may not have been offered. But yeah, we need a stand in this weekend. We're going to ask a guy who's not been in the series for six months now, who lives in sunny place with kangaroos, uh, <laughs> rather than ask you to get back in the car. <laughs> yeah, not not ideal, was it? Um, but yeah, moving. On uh, the top 10 were as follows. So, Camish on pole from Cook, Hill, and Sutton. Shedden with a good performance up in fifth. 
as we mentioned, Ash Hand and Michael Crease in sixth and seventh. Dan Robottom in, in the other Halfords Racing Honda, with Tom Chilton inside the top ten once again. Yeah, good effort. And Ricky Collard um, rounding out the top ten. But we shall move on to race one on Sunday. Race one. Moving into race one on Sunday then, it was a little bit of an earlier start, quarter to 12, and um, they were all up and ready for it, I think. No, Gamble was not. Well, his car certainly wasn't. No, exactly. So Gamble had an issue on the green flag lap for the second weekend in a row, was pushed back to the pit lane, which is always a shame when you can't make the start. Third weekend in a row for Sicily as well because Morgan had the issue at Knock Hill yes you're absolutely right which I don't know whether it's the same technical gremlin or whether it's just coincidence but it's really unlucky or have they actually got uh, Bonotto as part of the team set up God (laughs) secretly working two jobs which is why he's so stressed let's not upset any more Ferrari fans (laughs) Um, so yeah it was all going to be a question of how could Camish get off the line and he got off incredibly well good start and Hill used that little bit of rear wheel drive power to get into second and then came the first controversy of the weekend Um, I don't know how long it's going to take for racing drivers to know that you can't do free wide through the first complex ah but you can not necessarily successfully right so Cook went down the inside of Hill uh, Cook, sorry, Sutton went down the inside of Hill. Cook went to the outside of Hill. Cook became the sandwich and got a little bit squeezed, which allowed Sutton and Cook to run side by side. Cook slams into Sutton slightly and runs him wide, and then he, there's a corner to make and turn Yeah, around. so that that middle part of the complex, Cook certainly took a lot of curb um, and got yep. into the side of Sutton. Um, and then Sutton was basically just trying to hold his line, in my view. Um, uh, yeah, for me, there's a corner to make. Sutton can't not turn, and Cook's not turns across the front of him basically, yeah. um, and gets he holds it very well. Cook, in his defence, absolutely nails the throttle to try and keep it straight, um, um, but does lose a significant amount of places yeah. while uh, Sutton is then overtaken by Shedden. Yes, who had a demon star himself and managed yeah. to weave his way through and got himself into second place. Unusually kept himself out of all the melee. He did, yes. He did very well indeed. We then had our second scary moment of the race with Cook being, uh, sorry, Chilton being fired off at church at 140 miles an hour. I have no idea how that car didn't roll because it started to. And I, yeah, I could, it, yeah, you just saw it sort of like sliding sideways across the grass and then dig in at one point up onto two wheels and... We just sort of like had our head in our hands going, no, please don't go over. And somehow, it 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 didn't. I can only see he literally slammed himself the other way and tried to... But I don't know, I don't know how... Even when we were watching the replays, which they showed a couple of times after, during that uh, unfortunate Ginetta crash, we were like, it's going to go over. Ah, but the fuel flap opened, which is what NASCAR <laughs> God, cars no. do, Sam. And then NAS- no, the touring cars aren't NASCAR cars, but I'm only joking, it's not really the real... F- yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. I had that down for a bingo. Gosh, I've got you double had, points. You, you'd have won the whole thing if you had Tim Harvey equates touring cars to NASCARs. I think I'll give you the whole championship. Oh, dear. Yeah, so Chilton, right, Chilton fired off and we're taking basically a lap to get back on. I assume what's why he stopped heavy breathing, hyperventilating, and just sort yeah. of got himself back into focus because that was a, a, a scary moment for him. And his social media comments suggest that he was punted off rather than forgot to break. I, I think trouble is with Church fastest corner in Britain if you didn't know um, one small touch through there is going to feel massive um, and I think it was just as the pack were bunching we saw it in the final race with uh, Hand and Morgan which yep. we'll get on to um, you just have to have a small little bit of contact through there and you can go off either side 
Talking of a contact, mm-hmm. Collard and Crease were the next to come together at the final chicane. Collard was fired up, I think it's fair to say, for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, he was looking for moves. Yeah, and didn't find a great many. <clears throat> Not successful contact. ones, anyway. No, lots of contact this weekend. Crease was credit held it very well and was able to shortcut the chicane. Both both of them were like fully sideways, yep. full opposite lock, trying to um, get the cars back straight. Um, but yeah, both of them did cut the chicane. And then in my notes, it's just a very aggressive opening few laps. It was... Well, that was just the end of the first lap. Yeah. The gloves were well and truly sort of It was. Off. It felt like a race three. Yeah. It, it almost felt like the last race of the season as well. Yes. Where yeah. Just going out some fun now. Mm. Uh, yeah, the driving standards were... When I say they're bad, uh, there was no penalties given out for this race. So, I mean, who knows? No. One, one of the Apex cars cut across the chicane as well. Yeah. Um, and... One of the Team Hard cars as well. Yeah. Which you you are angling is Bobby Thompson. I um, mean, if anybody can was there and can confirm it was Bobby Thompson who cut the chicane at the first lap, I will retrospectively go back and award you the full point. Perfect. If anybody was there and can confirm. Yeah, the trouble is they both have the same sun visor strip, sun visor colour strip yeah. at the top. Um, otherwise, we'd think, I think we'd be able to tell them apart much easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Considering we went, what, for five and six cuts all weekend and we got four in the opening lap, yeah, it yeah. was like, I think I just oh, tick, okay. <laughs> ticked your box green at that point. Yep. Um, Ingram and Turkerton were making decent progress sort of into the, comfortably into the top tens uh, and Camish at the front had absolutely checked out. I think he had a two and a half second gap on Shedden by the end of the first lap, which was yeah, what he needed to do. Yeah, Sutton and... Um, Hill had managed to just sort of like settle in behind and that top four were just a little bit clear of the rest. Yeah, and after the first couple of laps, things did calm down as you'd expect. Uh, we saw a brave move by Thompson around the outside of Moffat through, uh, through Church, which he held his line very well. And brave. Kudos, brave. kudos to both of them yep. there. Um, being such a quick corner, you've got to have complete and utter trust in the other driver, whether you're inside or outside of, um, of them. Um, and to go side by side through there takes a lot of balls. We then see some, talking of balls, some great racing between Lloyds and Edwards. As Edwards quote brilliantly, she wears hers <laughs> upper, I can't remember the exact quote, but higher. Yes. Which is a brilliant quote. And actually it was really good to see Lloyds and Edwards. They, they were basically alongside her for a full racing lap and just mm. very, very good, clean, fair, hard racing. Yeah, and, and both of them were in that sort of group, uh, just sort of like inside the top 20, trying to battle with I think about six other cars at yeah. the time um, and it all went a bit wrong when Boutel got involved yeah a little bit a little bit sideways and nudging out and stuff like that but on the whole much better than we've seen before yeah Boutel uh, skidded across the front of her lost into the first uh, corner which then meant that Edwards had to take evasive action went wide and picked up a Thruxton banner, which was obviously a problem for overheating the engine. Although, weirdly, it didn't seem to have any effect on the engine particularly. As She said there's a nice little gap for air to still get in. Which Yeah, so there was a gap for air to get into the radiator, but I think these cars run an oil cooler as well, yeah. just because of the amount of temperature that goes through the whole engine, uh, which I think is a little higher up, and she saw those temperatures go off, which yeah. is why she unfortunately had to back off towards the end of the race. Absolutely. Uh, Gamble came into the pits with a broken suspension or a broken toe link not too sure really what happened with him um, just seemed to drop off the pace yeah. um, 
obviously starting from the back of the grid or from, from pit lane anyway um, his his weekend was already on a downer absolutely uh, and then as I say everything sort of calmed down a little bit after that and Camish won with, with consummate ease really uh, Sutton never really troubled Shedden Shedden never really troubled Camish Hill never really troubled Sutton yeah the the top three were almost in a little bit of a class of their own Hill dropped back towards the end of the race yep. Uh, Ash Hand was in no man's land in fifth fifth position even, um, and then there was a little bit of battling towards the end of the top ten. Yeah, as I say, a very well uh, won race by Camish. I mean, Harvey got a little bit excited when the gap came down. You know, as Camish started to look after the car and the tyres, that was as he does always. Yeah, nothing particularly in that. As I say, it was quite a dull race after everything calmed down a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's the field started to spread out a bit. When you look at sort of the gaps you've got there. I mean, yeah, hands ten seconds off hill, which is quite a ten seconds off the lead. Sorry, ten seconds off the lead. So five seconds off hill then. Yeah. And you've then got butcher thirteen seconds. He's three seconds off hand. Row bottoms a bit close. So as you said, there's a little bit of battle pack there. And Turkson's a full sixteen seconds off the lead. So mm. it, it all sort of spread out quite a way. And at, at the back, you had Rick Parfit, who is a full forty nine seconds off the lead, which yeah, so Ingram and Turkington, as you say, made a little bit of progress early on, but their races seemed to stagnate almost. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they were just looking for a pointsy weekend, which we've heard from Ingram before, um, but they had no real push to get onto the back of Crease. No, I um, agree. And yeah, it was just a little bit of a, almost sitting and being happy where you are, but I wouldn't have thought they would have been too happy in ninth and 10th. No, Cook would re- um, recover to 13th with a decent recovery drive by him. And Plato, who had a problem off the start, possibly a stall, just or possibly wasn't looking or couldn't see the lights, or I don't know. He hadn't put his fag out in time. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, went backwards in race one, which is a pity because some people had him down for a race win. That would be rather unfortunate if you had him down for a race it, win this it weekend. It would be very annoying, yeah, I'd would. imagine. Uh, rounding out the uh, top 15 of race one then, Dan Camish, as we said, won from Gordon Shedden and Ash Sutton. Jake Hill in fourth with Ash Hand, Jack Sears winner in fifth. Rory Butcher sixth, followed by Dan Rowbottom, Crease, Ingram and Turkington. Uh, Jelly was just behind Turkington in 11th, followed by Morgan. And as we said, Cook, Plato and then Bobby Thompson in 15th. Moving on to race two. Seems logical. Race two. Race two then, and it's going to be a question as to whether could Camish make it two or would team orders come into play? Yeah, so after the two-hour delay, um, we did manage to get back on to some sort of schedule and the touring cars came back out. Uh, There was an even start at the front. Uh, Sutton managed to get into second and Hill was a little slow early on. Didn't get the start that I would have expected him to off the line either. No, I... we know that, that uh, the BMW takes a couple of laps to get the heat into the tyres and yep. whatnot and get the grip. And obviously, Thruxton's a very grippy circuit. And we also knew the real drive cars were really struggling this weekend. So I'm they not too were. surprised. Although, Morgan made a big move uh, into the first complex, gained three spaces around the outside. I think he was outside of Turkton, Ingram, and uh, one other. And it was a big late break move around the outside, a bit what like what Cook was trying to try in the first race, but he managed to actually pull it yep. off this time round. Um, and Turkington lost three spots as a consequence in the first lap. Shame. <laughs> Which, I mean, Tim was 
apoplectic. Then we had a very similar instant to what we had between Sutton and Cook in race one with Plato and Cullard. Um, both of yeah. them going side by side into the final part of that first complex and Collard was well into the side of Plato. But it's fine because Ricky really respects Jason as a racer. Yes, um, yes. So that's fine. And his dad likes a hard move, so it's okay. Oh, the amount of times that Rob was mentioned in that race. If it wasn't Rob, it was Colin, wasn't it? Yeah. Forget the two out front leading. We'll, we'll leave them. Let's talk about Rob and let's talk about Colin. Um. So, yeah, that was, that was a very similar move. Lost a load of spaces and um, consequently Plato didn't fare too well in the race. No, but in his defence, say it was quite aggressive by Collard and he was quite aggressive all weekend. Yes, it was. Uh, so the end of lap four, uh, Sutton cut across the final chicane, um, just in a, a little bit of a battle pack and took a little bit of an avoiding action with um, Shedden behind him um, and Hill also in there as well. Uh, Ingram was making slow progress but got up to seventh by the end of lap five. Uh, and then a little bit of an incident further down the field with Patterson um, taps Boutel into a half spin coming out of the final chicane and then almost tried to right him again. Yes, it's a classic what you do to me when we play fours. So you'll say, yes. I'm, I'm just straightening you up, it's alright. Yeah, straighten just straightening you up. You up. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Unfortunately, everyone lost momentum around them and it was a bit of a, a cluster of cards coming out of that final chicane and it's yeah. not what you want. Um, at Thruxton. Consequently, Patterson uh, then had to come into the pits at the end of that lap, and we wouldn't see him back out. Uh, then we had, I think, hand. Yeah, hand's engine failure, and my. Meltdown. Yeah, my massive disappointment going, he's having a wonderful weekend, he was running lovely up in fifth. It, it wasn't a great couple of sort of minutes for you, because it, no, it wasn't. Hamilton had decided that he wanted to be a spaceman in the F1, which upset you greatly. Max was just being Max, which upset yeah. you greatly, and then hand engine let go, which I think was probably the final straw. I'm surprised you didn't store at my house at that point, to be fair. Yeah, it was just like, everything was coming at the same time, and it wasn't coming my way. No, um, no. And then... Consequently, later on in the race, there was a nice little switcheroo to give Sutton Sutton a win, yeah. uh, which you had predicted. Like, well, I predicted a Sutton win. I hadn't predicted a switcheroo, to be yes, fair. Yes, I know. Um, there was some chat about was that the right thing to do, and, and the answer is yes, obviously. Yes. I don't understand anyone that's got upset by it. You know, team orders, team play has been a thing as long as there's teams in sport. Kamish cannot win the title. It's not going to make any difference whether he takes another win or not, apart from to his own well, it, stats. Well, it, it happened when Camish stepped in um, at Thruxton yeah. uh, for BTC. And he was probably quicker than Cook, yep. but Cook was going to be the man who was going to be there for the whole season, and there was no guarantee for Camish being there. No, exactly. And, you know, I say people have got a little bit shirty. Let's not forget that further down, Jelly had let Turkington through further down as well. Yep. Um, team orders exist up and down the grid in all forms of motorsport. Camish can't win the title. Sutton can. No. I, I genuinely don't understand why some people were kicking off about this. Yeah, Camish got his win in race one, um, which is what he wanted and probably needs a little bit for his confidence. Um, and yeah, Shedden was in between the both of them, so they couldn't have orchestrated it that way round. No, exactly. Um, but they did have to get to a point where they were comfortable to do it, um, yeah. which took a little bit of time. There seemed to be quite a lot of battling between Sutton, Shedden, Hill, all within sort of like a second of each other. Yeah, then Sutton said that what he did was back 
Shedden into Hill so he could then be released yes. to go yeah. and uh, go. And, which is quite clever thinking, to be fair, because yeah, you, you Shedden suddenly had to start defending. Which I made... mean, at this point, Camish had got what two two and a half seconds up the road, and yeah, Shedden, uh, Sutton then just reeled him in. It was really it was looking as if how are you actually going to manage to pull this off? Because you say yes. Camish had checked out, but yeah, Sutton very cleverly backed backed Shedden into Hill, which was allowed him to sort of yeah get free of Shedden and go after go after the win and. It's what you'd expect. Yeah, so later into the race, there was a little bit more action in the midfield, with Collard having a big moment in turn one, uh, trying to attack Jackson. It looks like he might have clipped some debris. It was either that or the kerb. Um, Aaron Taylor-Smith had started to go slowly in front of them, and there was a lot of debris that flicked up when the two of them got very close, um, and then had contact with Edwards through the complex and then Plato was able to take both of them but Collard was central to a lot of incidents this weekend yeah as I say I don't know whether the the podium that was taken off him at Snetterton has riled him up slightly or I I, I don't know it was I would say he was one of the more aggressive drivers this weekend for sure um, yeah. involved in lots of bits and bobs up and down the grid yeah he certainly was um, Bobby Thompson was uh, sort of like probably cheering inside of his helmet when he heard that Hand had um, unfortunately met his end in this race um, was sitting nice and pretty up in 12th well ahead of anyone else in Jack's ears um, and probably quite pleased yeah it's a, yeah, another key Jack's ears win for him he started to make a little bit of a lead there he's the most consistent of the Jack's ears scorers yes. I think it's fair to say he's normally first or second which is helping him sort of extend that lead at the top a decent weekend for Thompson. Managed to take another point-scoring finish uh, for Team Hard, and he's clearly the the flagship driver for them. When you look at how Taylor Smith, Parfit, Hamilton, and well, Oliver this weekend, but normally Powell is mm. performing. I think he's absolutely getting the best out of that car. Yeah, he certainly is. Gamble managed to make a little bit of progress throughout the race, managing to get back to 19th from starting pretty much stone dead last, um, and Oliver was a little bit off the pace of um, the field in this one uh, finishing seven seconds behind Edwards but is that kind of to be expected jumping into a brand new car for one one weekend yeah, only? Yeah, you've got no idea how the setup works you've never driven a so you have driven a front wheel drive car but not for a couple of years yeah. when you did drive a front wheel drive car it wasn't uber successful I think it's <laughs> no, fair to it was say Mercedes, wasn't it? Um, yeah. so yeah I yeah, it's your first time in the hybrid era as well, so you've got to quickly learn how that works. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that he did a decent-ish job to beat anybody. To be fair, who finished is a pretty decent effort, I think, given where we're seeing other drivers come in for one weekend's only and not mm. do that particularly well. Um, although Jiggy did a very good job when he came in at um, Bristol Street Motors. To be fair, yes, he did. Uh, Nick Hamilton unfortunately didn't quite finish the race, uh, finishing or classified two laps down, but came into the pits very near to the end um, and obviously Taylor Smith had that little bit of damage which I think he had to come in and change a, change a wheel for uh, which put him all the way back down the back as well so to round out the top 15 if you yes absolutely yeah. yep, Ash Sutton took the lead, uh, win from Dan Camish from Gornichet and collecting his second podium of the weekend Jake Hill in third Butcher in sorry Jake in the fourth even Butcher in fifth Ingram sixth Robottom seventh Cook, Crease and Turkton rounding out your top ten then Jelly, Thompson Lloyd, Morgan and Ricky Collard taking the final points paying places Race two 
moving on to race three then, and for me, the most subdued? Yeah, there are three certain things in life. Death, taxes, and Colin Turkton benefiting from a reverse grid draw. So the draw that was made was number nine. Uh, no, sorry, number 11, rather. Yep. 11, sorry, apologies. Which put Colin Turkton second on the grid. And Jelly on pole. Yeah, so Turkton effectively on pole. WSR lockout, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately... How does it? How does? How does he do it? It's always reverse. Because if he wins a race, it's six. <laughs> I don't know, but I was more frustrated that Cook was lining up fourth. Yes, because you gone for no Cook podium, yeah, which, which was, was looking, looking good. Brilliant after he unfortunately got punted off by Sutton in race one, and was like making a little bit of progress through the field, but wasn't wasn't showing any scintillating pace like he has done at Thruxton before. Yeah, exactly. He was sort of. Yeah, even with his sort of round up from his race one problems, in race two he didn't really pull his way through the field. Um, and he made up, yeah. I think, five spots in race two. Yeah. Um, and then considering the pace that he went on to show in this race, I was just like, oh, okay. When he said afterwards that he just got the setup right, was able to do sort of coil lap after coil lap, no tired deck whatsoever. Um, yeah, well, as soon as he'd made that move, it was a. Uh, so sort of, why doesn't the car work anywhere else? Or why didn't it work the rest of the weekend through traffic? Well, yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Um, before the race even begun, we saw Nick make a very conspicuous return to the pit lane, uh, having to weave his way through a couple of cars. I originally thought he'd missed where yes, he was his yes. grid marker. <laughs> that was exactly what I thought. And then he was like, hang on, where's the entrance to the pit lane? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in the right place. Do you reckon he went in there out to save embarrassment that he got the wrong spot? I don't think so. I think he probably no. I think he was heading back pit lane. Yeah. Um, he, he was did. just working which car to go round and in yeah. front of and stuff. Yeah. To be fair to him, uh, as you say, yeah, Hill ran wide at turn one, further behind, uh, and Cook took Turkington, locked up a little bit, but managed to hold on to the back of Jelly. So it was a good aggressive first move into the into the complex by Cook, and it was a case of how long can Jelly hold off, which. Half a lap. Half a lap. <laughs> yep. He, uh, <laughs> before then, Sutton managed to go up four places on lap one. Just, yeah, he wasn't going to be standing on ceremony. He was wanting he, to get points. He hooked it up off the line as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, made a really good start and was able to make a couple of laces up before even turn one, I think. Uh, Cook would then do a late dive onto the chicane, uh, the final chicane, to get Jelly. It was a good move, to be fair. I'm not sure as much Jelly could have done. I mean, he didn't put up much of a defence, though. But what can you realistically do? You're in the first lap, you know you can't outbreak him, your tyres well, aren't warmed you're up. You're forcing round the outside at the very least, in my mind. But it was like he left the door open, he was like, okay. come on through. But Jelly's not an aggressive driver, he's not, an un- he's not a hard driver in that sense. He's very fair. And it, it was a bit too fair for me. Yeah, but I also look at it thinking that you know you're in a real drive car, you know you're not going to have the temperatures, you know you can't brake later, you know you can't really match him on the brakes, you can't really match him on the drive out the corner. So at least make him go around the outside. But then what if you But what if you then tap him, spin him, cause an accident which Colin gets caught up in? I think what, it's more, is more unlikely going around the outside that Colin would get caught up in it. Colin was a little bit way behind at but this point. What if Cook then spins across the track and Colin has to take avoiding action? What if Jelly... Does hang him out the outside and then Cook fires back across and takes Turkton out, or they come together, which takes Colin out. I and mean, we saw at um, Alton Park how easily one can be taken out by oh, somebody yeah. else's accident. Yeah. Um, what's worse for, from Jelly's point of view, letting Cook go a place who's not in the t- championship fight anyway, let's be fair. Mm. I think if it was Sutton or Ingram, I'd agree with you a bit more. But at this point, does it really matter? 
Colin's not going to win the race. They probably knew they weren't going to win the race anyway. I was going to say, I wonder what sort of conversations went on before the race, knowing yeah. that Cook was starting in fourth, knowing that Jelly was going to need to play rear gunner at some point in the race, if not most of the race, yeah. for Turkington. And then how many drivers do you let through and what drivers do you let through if you can't keep up with Yeah, them? I think from Jelly's point of view, his brief would have been, once Colin is in front of you, you are as wide as possible. Colin wasn't in front of him at this point, so why run the risk of causing an accident that then gets Colin involved? Or you saw it on Park, Ingram had to take evasive action over a crash that wasn't his, jumped over the grass and ruined his race in race mm. three. What if Turkson had to do the same thing? Yeah. I think mean, a little less unlikely at Thruxton, but I do get where you're coming from. And for a driver that's not going to win the title anyway. Yes. I say if it was Sutton or Ingram, I'd agree with you a lot more. Or even Hill to an extent, I'd agree yep. with you a lot more. But I think why risk it? Uh, Plato would then pit in on lap three he had damage from somewhere not a good weekend for Jason in the car that let's be fair this is probably his last chance to for a race win this year yeah I mean if he'd have picked up where he left off last time out of Snetterton we know how good the car has proved to be around here um, with Josh getting so close to pole position uh, having such a historic record here always in this car um yeah, it was a case of probably a chance missed for Plato. I'd agree. Uh, and then we saw Jelly indicate to let Turkton through, as, as expected. I mean, you know, again, it was noticeable that there was less comments about this than there was about the one earlier. I'm just going to leave that like that, I think. Um, again, I have absolutely... No, I don't like team orders as a thing, but I've got no problem with them because it makes perfect sense. You yeah. know, I don't like it in F1. I don't like it in... Uh, in touring cars particularly but I don't want to see it banned I don't want to see we have messages such as Turkton is faster than you that well, kind of nonsense you know, it, it, it has to be done you the have thing to be is you don't even have to have team orders in an instance like this Jelly knows what the situation is yeah. um, even if there is no radio contact between him and the pit wall Turkton and the pit wall you know that if Jelly sees Tur- uh, Turkton in his rear view mirror He's going to allow him through. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. Too. Yeah. I say I've got no problem with it. I don't like it as a concept because I think everyone should race for their own race. But yep. equally, Jenny has been in that team for a long time on and off. He knows how it works. He's got nothing to play for. Either. Nothing to play for. He's going to probably get a podium out of it anyway. He's not taking a race win. I think it's always worse when you lose a race win, I have to say, to be yes. fair. Yeah. But equally, needs must. Yeah, very it's, much so. We've seen how tight. I mean, after race two... We had two sets of drivers on exactly the same points in, mm-hmm. in first and second and third and fourth. This this <laughs> championship could literally be won by a point this year. It could literally be who sets the fastest lap in the final race of yep. Brands Hatch will or win who the title. leads a lap. Yeah, we'll win the title. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got to maximise it. I've got no problem with it at all. Uh, Gamble's miserable weekend continued with a spin into the chicane and then came into the pits and that was basically the end of that for Gamble. Not a good weekend. As to be fair though, Sam, we did suggest it wouldn't be a good weekend we for did. him. So that's, given that's our one of the terrible, things we've got right. Yeah. Our terrible predictions thus that, far. Yeah. And I got right how quick PMRs were. You did. You absolutely um, did. Which was which was pleasing. We then saw Hill do a good brave pass on Collard at church. I wouldn't want to go wheel to wheel with Conrad through 140 mile an hour plus but fair play to Hill got it done not sure I'd do it through most corners with Collard at the moment but <laughs> no but uh, it was a good move by Hill and to be fair to Collard he gave him enough space to get through yep. uh, Hand was making up places as well further down the grid and it's a shame look I'm very happy from a predictions point of view because 
you you were right. You took a risk of hand this weekend, and yeah. it and you should have got should've points. Paid off. Yeah, you should have got points. But like, you can't. You, okay, you can't really account for an engine failure. It, no. As we saw with yeah, yeah. Chilton last time out, it could be the smallest thing cause it as well, and yeah. you'd be so frustrated with it. But the amount of pace that he had over the rest of his Jack Sears competitors, yeah, yeah. let alone half the field, and his team. Let's be fair. Yeah. That's because um, Chris started on in third position. Though. You wouldn't have known it by the end of lap one or two. Yeah. yeah. He, um, Doesn't like speed. No, that was a weird interview on the grid, wasn't it? Doesn't like speed. You're in the British Touring Cars and you don't like speed. That's baffling. A, a positive anti-drugs message from <laughs> Michael Chris. That's how you can spin it instead. But yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Hans has had a very quietly, a very good season, I think, for his mm-hmm. debut season. Um, I've been very impressed with him this this year. I don't think a podium is entirely off the cards. PMR goes well at Silverstone. Yeah. We saw Lloyd take a second last year there uh, from Jake Hill, and Plato was there or thereabouts until he wasn't. Um, so the card does go pretty well on these kind of circuits. So I think he deserves a podium as well for this year. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Strong development in that car. He he was really sort of like out for one this weekend yeah, he if he hadn't had the issues. Yeah, it was unfortunate. We then saw um, a weird, uh, well, a slight coming together between uh, Moffat, who was forced off by Morgan. A weird one by Morgan, sort of went straight into the back of Boutel, who went into the back of Moffat. Who, I mean, it was like a, a train. Nothing really uh, more uh, Boutel could do. We've seen a couple of this from Morgan. He does like the rear bumper, doesn't he? He does like a little tap. We've seen it quite a few on onboard mm. footage. Um, yeah. He likes to feel his position on the track. Yeah. I think is a good way to put it. And he gets um, away because he's normally quite a fair... You don't, when you think of hard, or to use the term, dirty drivers, Morgan's not one that comes to mind. But he's, they're, not, they're not big hits. They're no. just little nudges that unsettle the car in front. Very much an old-school form of racing yeah. that we normally see from Plato, from Shedden, maybe Matt Neal. That's quite a lot harder, to be fair. I'd, I'd say this is more Sutton-esque, who does it quite <laughs> delicately, who will let you know he's there, but not to the point where he's going to break anything and get himself a penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bit more of that for Morgan this year. Uh, another weekend to forget for Moffat, who, t- to be fair, other than when he was on the grass, I didn't know he was here this weekend. It, no. Not a strong showing for the Infinity. I wonder if they'll keep that car for next year. It seems to run its course for me. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, we then see Bobby Thompson come into the pits, which was my turn for a meltdown, as he was Jack Sears' leader at that point. He I came... just saw him tumbling through the little... little... You went full Leonardo DiCaprio, sort of that <laughs> pointing sort of... <laughs> yes. I was like... No, surely not. He's retiring. I was like, no, it's a transponder issue. It's fine. And then, and then I was just trying to do the calculations in my head and going, hang on, will Han still have enough if he wins this Jack Sears to win it over the weekend? And I was just like, you were close. Yeah, you were close. Uh, I was gutted. It seemed to be a tire change that was needed, so whether it was a puncture or a tear yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, we then saw Robottom, who'd done nothing for the rest of the weekend, decide that he wanted to do a bit of racing and made a superb move at the chicane all the way around the outside. Mm. He's got these flashes, if you'll pardon the pun, in him. Yes, um, and although it seemed to be up against a, a fairly lacklustre Ingram, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was like, okay, where's that, where's that come from? We yeah. haven't seen this all weekend. He's been there or thereabouts, bottom end of the top ten. We've not seen a lot of it this season. He's, no. he's had a good season. He's had a quietly solid, solid successful yeah. season, but certainly not as flashy as last year. But you get these little glimpses that there is, to use my famous phrase. It's a racer in there. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we then saw a really weird tangle between Morgan and Handel, uh, Morgan and Hand at Church. 
just seems that Han got it wrong and just went into the back of Morgan. It was strange. Mis- mistimed, I yeah. think. Um, trying so, to cut through or cut across. Yeah, trying to get the best run he could through um, Church. Being a front-wheel drive, you can sling it in a little bit more, whereas the, the rear-wheel drives have to be careful of that rear end letting go. Um, and just as he tried to cut back underneath on the exit, just got into the back of him, sent both of them out wide. Um, well, a, a, chip across the grass, yeah. spin for Morgan. I'm amazed he didn't get a penalty for that. A good bit of damage on the front of the car as well. Well, he lost three or four positions yeah, as but, consequence. Yeah, but I mean, not, yeah, even, no. not a verbal or written warning yeah. or a fine. I mean, there's only one um, penalty all weekend which went to Ollie Jackson in race two for cutting the chicane and get, getting an unfair advantage. It may well be a case of the rear wheel drives may have to have a touch on the brakes through there. Yeah, possibly. Which look might at the data, don't they? Yeah. Look at the data. You're right. If Morgan is dabbing the brakes, not brake checking as such, but yeah. you're right, brake There's something that you can't necessarily account for. Though I am, given the way we've seen penalties given, I am surprised yes. he's got away with that one. Yeah, Considering well, he got I, a penalty for weaving through traffic. I was just about to yeah. say, maybe it's the one back for what he got at Owen. Yeah, yeah possibly so. That pretty much ended the, the racing. Cook won with consummate ease at the front. The king of, Cro- uh, king of Thruxton is still... Alive and kicking, it's just a shame they can't get that car working anywhere else. Although, I'm caught in two minds whether they be good at Silverstone, because Silverstone, the way it's run, the layout we run, is very similar to Thruxton in the sense that there's only really one braking area, mm. which is the final complex, which is not too dissimilar to the opening complex here, mm. and the rest is basically flat. Yeah. And he also and last year took he... a double win at Brands earlier in the season. Yes, I know it was on yeah. the Indy circuit. Depending on conditions, obviously yep. that could change quite a lot as well. And last year at Silverstone, he would have had a win had he not decided to dive bomb Rory Butcher. And um, that was a hell of a move, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so I'm not sure either way on that one if we're going to see any more from him this year or not. Although I think it is fair to say the title challenge by Cook is completely gone. Yep. I think it's now just four in the race for me. Two for me. Wow, only two. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Once you've given us a top ten, uh, top fifteen, we'll go through the points and why I think it's down to two drivers. Yeah, so Josh took, as you said, took a fairly comfortable win from Colin Turkington and his WSR teammate Stephen Jelly. Rory Butcher had a, a fairly quiet and consistent weekend, finishing inside the top six once again in fourth, with Ash Sutton making a good bit of progress to gain fifth. Row bottom with that late move got him into sixth ahead of Ingram, Crease, and Shedden. Camish managed to um, come back, just, just getting one place in that race, uh, finishing tenth overall. Dan Lloyd, Jake Hill, Ricky Collard, Ollie Jackson with some points, and also Jack Boutel finishing fifteenth and taking the Jack Sears win. This would leave the driver's standings as follows: Colin Turkton leads the way on three hundred and eleven, which is a six-point lead over Ash Sutton. Ingram is on 293. I can't do maths, so you're going to have to work that out for me. And then Jake Hill on 288. Cook back on 243. And I think he's more likely to be caught and passed by Butcher than he is to win the title himself. Yeah, so the top four are covered by 23 points. Which I think you only have to have a bad race. And if it's a bad race one, it can have a knock-on effect into a race two. So the reason I think it's down to two comes with a humongous caveat, which is... <laughs> you like your caveat. I do love a caveat, uh, ex-law man here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if this is going on along the base that all is fair in love and war, that there is no instance, that there is no uh, you know, engine letting go, no wheel falling off, no problems. This is now just, they all finish... Straight fight. Yeah, straight fight, they all finish every race, go yep. to, and they all score. I just don't see a situation where... Ingram is able to outscore Sutton and Turton enough because I just don't see Turton or Sutton finishing outside the top 
top eight, probably even top six for the last six races. I just don't see it. They're, they're both so strong around the last two tracks. Mm-hmm. I think Silverstone favours Sutton slightly, but I think Brands Hatch will favour Turkton in the rear-wheel drive car due to the longer out section. I fully accept we're going into September, October. Rain may well play a part. We've not had a wet race all year, which is surprising. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we had a semi-wet at Brands Hatch, didn't we, actually? Yeah. But not Hulk properly. More than anything. Yeah, not properly wet. <clears throat> I just think that do I see a situation where Sutton and Turkington have such a bad weekend that they're caught an overtaken by Hill and Ingram in the standings? The simple answer is no. And if I was to pick two drivers who I would think, are they going to have a bad weekend? I'd be saying Ingram or Hill. Okay. I, I'm not sure what's happened to the Hyundai. It's um, lost half a yard of pace. Yeah, I, I, I think we said in the preview podcast that I was expecting the Hyundai to do mm. well this season. Oh, well this weekend. round because... It, having built its, or they have having built their own engine, it seems to have a little bit more grunt than those around it. And Thruxton is a power circuit. Yeah, I think Silverstone will be a similar, but I'm just not sure where we go from from here. Um, in terms of the manufacturers, as we go into the last two rounds, BMW have basically won that from Motorbase Ford. BMW have six five four. Uh, Motorbase Performance Ford has 576 so they basically won that 78 point lead it's interesting that Motorbase are that far ahead of um, Accelerate Hyundai which I think underlines Chilton's season to a degree yes um, very much so and I'm amazed Toyota are that far behind or that far below really yeah um, I'm yeah, surprised by bit. that uh, in the team standing BMW lead the way but only by uh, four points from Napa Racing UK that's going to be a tasty end to the season I'll tell you what if if Kamish has gained the confidence he knows where the car's at now then that's going to be a very tasty finish to the season uh, but on the flip side of that Jelly has had a very good point scoring season he has he's yeah. done very well at bank okay he's not been spectacular he's not winning races he's not getting that many podiums but he's getting top 10 finishes yep. time and time again which is what they need uh, in the independent drivers Josh Cook is uh, 80 points clear of uh, Adam Morgan, that's probably wrapped up, I think, for me. I'm amazed. I, I know he's had a good, consistent season, but that Bobby Thompson is sitting third in that championship. Yeah. Yeah, you've got pl- you've got players in there like Gamble, who's had a yeah. really good season. You've got Plato in there. We've been saying about how well Ash Hand and Crease have been going, yeah. although they've had some bad rounds, to yeah. be fair. Head of Moffat as well, who is a multiple race winner. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I quite agree with you. It's quite surprising. Uh, in the independent teams, we have Rich Energy atop uh, from Cargos with Sicily. That's about a 20 point swing. Uh, yeah, yeah, roughly a 25 point swing. Yeah. So that could still change yet. Uh, and Autobright with Car Journey Hero ahead of Powermax, which is quite an interesting <laughs> dynamic, isn't it? I don't think that will stay that way to the end of the season. I think you're probably right. Uh, in the Jack Sears, Bobby Thompson leads for uh, with a well, I can't do maths thirty two well point lead over George Gamble. That's quite a big lead at this stage of the season for a man that keeps scoring the points. Yeah, uh, and then the Goodyear Wingfoot Awards. Colin has lost top spot. I know what a moment <laughs> in the history of the Goodyear Wingfoot Awards. It amazes me how far those two are ahead of Ingram in third, yeah. though, and Sutton in fourth. I know. Uh, yeah, so Hill is now on one one seven. Turkton on one one three. Can it be the Tycoon's first ever trophy? Well, not first ever trophyless season, but first season for a while without a trophy. How disappointed would you be, would you be if you just came away with a Wingfoot Award? I don't know. Ask him about last year. <laughs> well, maybe the only thing that Hill gets this season. Do you think he'd be happy with it? He's not an independent driver. Nope. Is he not? He's not. 
because he's part of that WSR umbrella, as it were. He will be disappointed. A manufacturer team. He will be disappointed on the sense that he had an exclusion for a race win at Donington Park, which has probably, as be fair, been another race win in race two. Mm. Uh, who knows what happens in race three. And apart from that, he's scored well in every race. So I think he will be disappointed if he doesn't win this year. Although I think he also knows he's a got a car. He can drive yes. very well. And if he can maintain good relationships and stay there for next year. And let's be fair as well, Colin won't go on forever. He hinted that this week on the Pitch BTC um, interview about Plato leaving. It makes you realise that you, you know, it's not forever and stuff like that. Mm. Is there a more obvious successor to Turkin's seat than, than Hill? I don't think there is. Yeah. I, I really don't think there is. Unless you go all out to get Ashley Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, could signify a changing of the guard, certainly. I don't think Sutton is um, PR friendly enough to be a BMW ambassador driver. I think he's... Yeah, I think, and that's that's not a criticism. I think that's a good thing about him. But I don't think he would be that squeaky clean person that you'd want necessarily if you're looking to promote the brand. And which is why Jelly gets in there so often because he is. He, yeah, yeah, he says the right things. He does the right things, which is why he gets this the seat as, as well as being a decent driver as well. Yep, very much so. Shall we move on to our uh, schools predictions and grades? Absolutely. School may be out for summer, but we are here of our grades for this one. Uh, Colin Turkerton, first and foremost, we've controversially, perhaps, gone for a C. Now, the reason being, not a very good qualifying session, not a very good race at one and two, and had he missed out on the draw... <laughs> if he'd missed out on the draw, can you imagine a world where he doesn't get the reverse grid? Uh, he probably would have got another 10th, 9th, that sort of thing. So, Here I say a little mediocre from him this season. Yeah. This, not season. season. No. This, this round. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Obviously, it's just, the luck of the reverse grid is, is pure luck. He benefits. Yep. Pure luck. He benefits <laughs> and he, he, he makes the uh, the most of those. But I think had he had that been one number out, then mm. I don't think he improved where he was. No, he might have made up okay. a space or yeah, two. Yeah, but not yeah, not, yeah, not taking home a second would have been a lot closer, if not would have lost the lead in the championship. And the same for Jelly, really. Again, benefit from the reverse grid. And that's what it's there for, of the, course. Those two were together all weekend. Yep, absolutely. Um, so it's a C for both of them. Hill gets a B on the count that he was the best real drive car by some margin. Yeah. Um, though he didn't really trouble the top echelons this weekend in terms of podium, but he was at least the best of a, of a troubled bunch. Uh, then we had Ash Sutton, who had gone for an A. Mm. Qualified well, which is unusual. Yeah. To be in the top three. He's he's either on pole or bus normally. Did what he needed to, um, and then made the most of his opportunities this weekend. Perhaps a bit fortunate to get away from the Cook incident in race one unscathed, yeah. but that's first lap racing for me. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, took a win, took a podium, did what he needed to do, and has closed that gap to six points. Mm. Uh also gets an A, banged it on pole. Arguably should have had two race wins this weekend, arguably. Had the pace for it. Yeah, and was decent enough in race three. Didn't completely fall back through the grid. It's, it's a weekend this season that he can finally be proud of, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it all clicked, which is, yeah. he's been waiting for that to happen. Osborne, a D. Yeah, the runner results aren't great. He's not scoring points particularly well in Jack Sears. He's not scoring points in the main championship. Uh, given we know how good the car is from the other side of the garage, mm. results on the red and black side aren't going particularly well. Jackson gets a C on account that he did manage to score a point this weekend, which yep. is pretty good. But yeah, it's hard to see how they could be so far apart. Well, yeah, I, I assume it's very much down to the engineering sides. Uh, we know that Jackson 
yeah has the pace because he's taken wins before um and i think if he had a little more help from those bmr engineers and and the other side of the garage then i think he might be a little bit a little bit more competitive uh, morgan gets a c raced pretty well when he was racing race three instance not really his fault um no he was he was there and thereabouts with sort of like um jelly and turkington for the opening two races obviously missed out a little bit for the reverse grid um and yeah it was a bit unfortunate in race three gambles and e uh, didn't take a point all weekend only finished one of the races probably on the way to the grid okay it's not his fault it's obviously there's a lot of mechanical issues but it, it's not a good weekend no, unfortunately, we predicted him to not have a good weekend as well. Absolutely. Uh, Shannon gets a B, double podium, kept his nose clean, mm. raced pretty well, to be fair. This was a good performance by Shannon, and um, yeah, it's just a shame it's Jekyll and Hyde at times, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a, a very composed one from him this weekend. Roy Bottom was solid but not spectacular. A good uh, overtaker side, it's a C for him. Uh, Lloyd also gets a C. Something went wrong in qualifying, no idea what. Recovered. Lost a couple of lap times as well. Yeah, recovered throughout the day. Raced pretty well with who he was racing with. And it's nice to see that his future is secured for the rest of the season. Yes, very much so. Ingram is a C. Probably the most underwhelmed I've been by Ingram all season. Um, I know he got a C at Knock Hill, but it was less underwhelming than this. Just yeah. The pace was nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it was just because it followed through from qualifying. But as you say, he was just a little lacklustre. Uh, Tom Chilton gets a C, not his fault by the sounds of it for race one, and recovered fairly well, raced pretty well, and qualified well as well. Seems to have got to grips with that car in the second half of the season. Yes. Apart from when it's not working for him, uh, with, like last time at Snetterton. Uh, Boutel gets a B, Jack Sears winner, point scorer for the first time this season. I don't think it's his first points ever, I think he did take some last year as well. But uh, he, and actually, to be fair, at Snetterton as well, he was racing, he was in amongst it. He's starting to also, I think, get to grips with that car and really start looking to push on now. Yeah, I think now they've got Ingram in a, not a safe place, but a competent, confident place, they're able to work with the other drivers a little bit more. Crease yeah. um, uh, gets a B, qualified well, three top ten finishes. Be gutted he couldn't find a way to get a podium in race three, given where he started. Yeah. But, yeah, he raced very well all weekend. Hand gets a C. He would have probably been a B, if not an A, for the way he had raced. But you can't ignore an on-finish and then the incident with Morgan, unfortunately. Yeah. However unlucky the non-finish is. Yes. You, you know, we've given Gamble an E when luck is part of it. So. Uh, Cook gets a B, qualified well, race one, shenanigans, first lap, who knows what could have been, and then gets a, a dominating race win at the end. B is probably a, it's a low B. Yeah. If we did if we did that. Plato a D, yeah, mess up on the line in race one. Didn't really recover throughout the weekend. Lots of problems, lots of gremlins, and just not a good weekend for him. Edwards a C, didn't score points this weekend, but raced really well. Uh, we saw a lot of her this weekend, which is always yes, good. Yes, we did. Um, because in the action. Yeah, if the action is there, they will show it, and it's good that she was there racing hard and fair with the other guys on the grid. Uh, Bobby Thompson a C, two points finishes, unlucky in race three, but... Luck is all a part of it, unfortunately, in this game. Aaron Taylor-Smith, D, one of the worst weekends I can remember from him in a while. The car didn't see Mallet, he didn't see Mallet. No pace at all. No pace. Um, normally we see him maybe a couple of tenths off Thompson, um, which in this game is like four or five spots. But this weekend he was just almost a bit absent. Yep, I'd agree with you on that one. 
Uh, Nick Hamilton and E just I know, I think they've probably right unofficially written this season off as development season for yep. him for the car for getting the setup right for the circo break and everything. Um, not a good weekend at all for Nick. Off the pace, didn't finish races. Yeah. I, Thruxton is a track that needs full commitment, and if you haven't got full confidence in the car, especially when you're developing things, yeah. it's always going to be a track that you struggle at. Agreed. Uh, Moffat gets a D. Oh, the car's trash, isn't it? <laughs> it is, though. It, it's... Part, uh, it's not a real-wheel drive track. We've learnt this, and that is not a car that goes particularly well here anyway. But even at real-wheel drive tracks... Well, actually, you say that, Sutton took wins in it last year. Well, Sutton took wins in everything. Yeah, true. Sutton would take wins in probably the Passat if you gave him it, yeah. Yeah, to be fair. I, I think that car, along with the Vauxhalls, days are numbered. Um, yeah, I think the... there's a certain amount of wizardry that's needed for it to work, and I think you say Sutton is that wizard. Let's not forget when Moffat brought it into the series, and Sutton went, though, he, we were amazed that he Sutton had gone there, thinking, what yeah. on earth are you going to that for? It's, yeah. you know... But it, it only took him like a two-day test to go. Yeah, yeah I can, I can do, do stuff with this car. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it takes a very specific driver to drive it. Yes, and I just don't think it's working particularly well. New no. and the gap. I think that's shown because I don't think the gap between Moffat and Patterson is anywhere near as wide as it perhaps should be, given this is Patterson's first real racing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking of Patterson, it's an E from him. It wasn't a good weekend for him this time round. Didn't really get involved in much of the action. No, in any action he was in, he was normally at fault for. Yeah, that's fair. Parfit at D, yeah, again, we weren't expecting a great deal from the car this weekend, as you've said. Um, although, an extra point for him running across to open up car fest in his racing overalls. Top stuff, <laughs> top stuff. Uh, Butcher gets a B, three side finishes, decent pace, kept out of trouble, which is always... Uh, I was going to say, a, yeah. quiet, a quiet weekend for Butcher is normally a successful weekend Absolutely for Butcher. Absolutely agree. Uh, Collard is a C, could have done so much more. Uh, Toning the aggression slightly, I think. C for collisions. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you on that. And then finally, uh, Oliphant gets a C, comes into the car, didn't disgrace himself, wasn't so far off the pace. I still think it's a shame we don't have Oliphant in the series, because I think he is a good driver. Um, But, yeah, that is what it is. Uh, Should we do our awards next, and then we can finish off with the predictions up yeah go on then so my driver of the weekend was Dan Camish took pole took uh, race one win would of any other circumstance taken race two's win and didn't get swallowed in the pack in race three as has been the case in the past uh, mm. going through traffic really good weekend good haul of points hopefully he can kick on from here yeah mine is his stable mate Sutton um, the He's done exactly what he needed to do this weekend. He was ahead of Ingram, Hill and Turkington all weekend and banked the points where he needed to and then obviously had that little bit of help in hand to take that race win in race two. Uh, for the of the weekend, we are agreed on this. It's Connard. The qualifies in the top ten, doesn't get the results that should have been getting. And if you're irked about losing a podium at Snetterton, um, you know, keep your powder dry and see if you can get in race three. Because, yeah. let's be fair, if had he been in and around where he was finishing, he could quite have easily been where Jelly was and starting on pole. Yep, yep. Um, he's just... I don't know whether he's eager to impress. Yeah, or... I think that's part of it. I think also that is going to be... Let's be fair, he's come through Rob, yep. who's an old-school touring car racer. His idol is Plato, who is an old-school touring mm. car racer. He's come through the hard-knock school... Um, 
But the touring cars has changed since Plato started and since Rob was racing. It has changed mm. a lot. Yep. Um, it was interesting that Tim on the TV coverage beforehand wasn't overly sure whether he should have lost his podium at Snetterton or not. Mm. Um, I still think it was a correct decision. Yeah. I'm not against contact. I'm not against a bit of Robbins racing, absolutely. But yeah, I think there was more to be gained this weekend. Yeah, it's got the feeling of him trying to drive for his seat for next year. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a bit of trying to... Is it, He's is trying, it pressure or trying, is he trying to impress. impress. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. And I do. it's a little bit overstepping the mark on occasion. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, my good surprise of the weekend was PMR. Now, I know you tipped them. I know you tipped them. But even so, I wasn't expecting Crease to get three top ten finishes. Hand would have been three top ten finishes, let's yep. be fair. And I'm going to say, I think if Hand had started third, he would have probably got the podium. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, yeah, I, I tipped them for a good weekend just because I saw what their results were like earlier in the yeah. season. And it was around earlier in, in the season that Ashhan took Jack Sears comfortably. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, he's had a little bit more time in the car. See what happens when you do your prep? You're so much better when you do your prep. Well, yeah. You know. It didn't help me from my predictions, but we'll get on to that. You're closer than normal. Um, my good for the weekend was Camish. And yeah, I think we, we'd both gone into the weekend going, is Camish going to have another bad one? Is, is he going to be able to get to grips with the car? And from the off, he was quick. Yeah, he was. Um, having put in those two very quick qualifying times that would have been front row anyway, um, he then obviously capitalised that. And we know once he's out front, he's normally good for a win almost certainly a podium um, bearing in brake issues um, and then yeah he was there or thereabouts and did what he needed to and got his confidence back agreed your surprise bad Plato yeah I can understand that um, some fools predicting for a race win I know boo hoo to them um, yeah he he had a fairly torrid weekend yep. uh, especially on the back of such a good one at Snetterton and the car should have been good enough to keep him inside the top 10 almost all weekend. Um, and he just ran into issue after issue. Mine is slightly harsh. Yes. But I'm going Ingram. Ooh. Because okay. if you told me he was going to come away from here without being caught up in an, in an incident and not scoring a podium, I'd be amazed. Okay. If you told me he's going to finish all three races instant free but not score a podium... I'd be surprised. But all inside the top ten. Yeah, but I'm not sure that's enough. Okay. Now, because Turkton's standards and certain standards are so, they're almost guaranteed to podium every weekend. Mm. Yeah, you know, that that that's that's the way we're at now. Helps without ballast, but it does. But that's yeah. but, but he's not got ballast either. No, Turk, I know. As, I know. as Ingram, you know, and you look at it now. Feel, did it feel like a weekend, like last season when he had ballast in the car and didn't get the most out of it? What are you counting up? So Turpin scored a podium at every weekend so far. Yep. Sutton has in all but one. All but one, yeah. And then Ingram has had podiumless weekends, unfortunately. Just the one. Two. Knock Hill. Now oh, Knock Hill. Knock Hill and this weekend, yeah. I think that, as harsh as it is, could be the difference this season. Okay. You know, can Turpin score a podium in every weekend? Probably all, yes. All three of them have won three races. Yep. I think it's mad that Sutton's... Has it Cook's won more than all of them? But yes, he's won five. Yeah, crazy that. <laughs> crazy start, isn't it? And it, it, again, at Hill, this is where he's been let down. Didn't score at Alton, didn't score at Croft, didn't score this weekend. And podiums, that, that is. Podiums, not, just, podiums yeah, 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 absolutely. 
But I think this is where the gaps are now coming from because yeah. they are the highest points playing places. They are the highest point mm-hmm. C positions. And this is why I think it's down to two people now is that can you realistically see all being fair them not scoring podiums? And this is the this is why I, this is the problem. And this is why Ingram was a bit disappointing this weekend because he wasn't even close to scoring a podium. I think there's going to be a couple of incidents before the end of the season. But again, Ingram's only taken one top six this weekend, which again okay. is surprising when you think how good the car is. Mm. And you go back to Thrux at the start of the year, which again, he didn't have a great weekend, that, to be fair to him. <clears throat> I don't know. I just think that I was expecting a bit more, particularly having got three thirds at Snetterton where he was surrounded by rear-wheel drive dominance mm. and really held his own to get three podiums. I thought he'd have kicked one here and got at least another one. And that's why he's a surprise bad. Just because quality was poor. Race pace was poor. Didn't see him make an overtake all weekend. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, again, just to qualify that, it is ridiculous that the standard you now need is a podium weekend to win a title. That is yes. that is testament to how good these two drives oh, yeah. ahead of him are. Yeah. And it's ridiculous you might get to a stage where you can take that many wins and that many points scoring positions and that many podiums and still not be good enough to win a title because the two ahead of you are scoring a podium every weekend. Yep. That, that is mental. And certain doing it in a brand new car is mad. Yes. I, I just think it's just... Turks and Sutton are the greatest in the in the sport at the moment, and certainly of the modern age. Yeah, yeah, I'd look towards that as well. As much as I prefer Sutton to Turkin, <laughs> but I can't deny Turkin's ability uh, as what he does. He just does this and does it so well. And now Sutton's doing it as well, and he just seems to love getting new machinery and just getting mm. ahead and just, just getting on with it. Knuckling down. Agreed. Right, should we look at some uh, predictions? Let's do the bingo first and foremost. Um, it's as you were in terms of <laughs> points gap. I now need 10-8. I had two right this weekend. If you can see him using the hybrid. Can't pull it back at the moment. And mixing up teammates. He mixed up Jelly and oh, Turkton in race three. annoying. It was very annoying. He then went back and apologised for it just to confirm that he'd done it. Yeah, like, uh, yep, just in case of any doubt. Um, I... I've given you the green for having to sit and bank the points. I don't think it was actually said in that guise, but it was said twice close enough to give you the point. Yeah, I think one was in the interview with Turkington before the start of race one about banking the points this weekend, um, knowing that it wasn't a rear-wheel drive favoured track. Yeah, and your second one was a reference to Cook's double win earlier in the year. Thankfully, in race three. I can't believe Battle Pack didn't come up for you. I know, there were so many groups of cars together. And uh... And they did skirt around the rear-wheel drive taking a couple of laps to get up to his temperatures, but didn't mention tyres, so 10-8. Then in the grades, <coughs> uh, not the grades, sorry, the predictions, I've actually extended the margin. <laughs> okay, right. I think I'll just come back next season First for the predictions. First of all, Paul, you weren't alone. We had a long-time listener in Alec Fraser, who has listened to us since pod one, so thank you very much for that, who also went hill with you, so you weren't alone on that. No. Both wrong, but you weren't alone. Yeah, yeah. thanks uh, for pointing that out. Oh, and Ingram, and to be fair, I was even more wrong. Yes, so, very. Uh, winners, I had Ingram, Sutton and Plato. Two of them very wrong. And one of them, basically luck. Yeah, that yeah. was there to let me through. Uh, and you went for Hill double or Shedden double. I mean, Shedden had a good, consistent weekend, and I thought, okay, maybe you could take a... But you got from from race three, effectively. Unofficially. You, you... Unofficially, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, right, in Jack Sears, I had gone for Bobby Thompson. You had gone for Ash Hand. Look, you are very unlucky this weekend. I, I, know, I know it means nothing. It doesn't help, but you are very unlucky. But that's motor racing. He should have been a nailed on for that Jack Sears this weekend. That's motor racing. Mm, I know. 
Uh, and then in overall, I had Helen Turkton come together and one leaves the track due to contact. <laughs> Nowhere near each other this no. weekend. <laughs> this is just on the formation lap coming to the grid, yeah. which would have been hilarious. Uh, and then you went for no podium for Cook, which again, to be fair to you, until race three, was looking good. I, I think if that reverse grid had been, what what was the eighth? If it had been seventh or lower. Oh yeah, you'd have been Then I, think, you'd been I don't think he'd have fought through to a podium no, no, from where he was. I agree, you'd have been laughing. But there we go. But we don't do if buts and maybes. We do absolutes. I did win something though. You did. You won the corner. Well, you didn't get the number spot on, but you did win the corner cutting club. We yeah, gave up after about nine or ten. Uh, I had five, which by the end of lap one of race one had pretty much gone out the window. You had six, so yep, good point for you there. I had Jelly Gamble and Aaron Taylor Smith as cutting the corners. Jelly did. Gamble was very close to with his spin, but yeah. he actually went back around the yeah, right annoyingly, way. Annoyingly, yeah. What's he doing? He joined the yeah, yeah. Very annoying. He was backwards at that point. <laughs> Jay Turner, yeah, that was annoying. Uh, and you went for Parfit Lloyd and Thompson. Now, Parfit and Lloyd weren't shown on camera. I don't know if they went cut it off, off camera. Parfit, we didn't see all weekend, no, I don't we didn't. think. No, that's true. And then I've given you half a point for Bobby Thompson because we know for certain that one of the team hard keepers, either Oliphant or Thompson, went off and cut the chicane at the first lap. If anyone was there and could confirm who it was, then I will retrospectively go back and add your other half a point. I would be very grateful if someone could. I'm fairly sure it was Thompson, just because it came from slightly further up the pack than where I think Oliphant would have been at the end of that lap one. But they're all but in that battle pack together. It's yes, and different. it wasn't clear on the replay. No, despite uh, Stuart's inquiry, which involved yourself, myself, I and mean, our we two had, partners. We had two hours to work it out, didn't we, yeah. during the accident well, in the Janettas and... But yeah, drop us a comment on our latest social media posts or DM us or message us or email us, whatever's easiest. If you were there and you are able to confirm who it was that cut I'd the chicane. I'd be grateful. Um, I, need, I need the points. I don't even want photo proof. Your word as a fan is enough to me. I don't even want photo evidence. Who wants me to win this season? Come on, who's backing me? <laughs> Which leaves us with six rounds to go. Six points in it. Six points in it. I don't want to get the champagne out too early. There's a long way to go. I have seen... Istanbul and see my football team lose I was going to say if I bring this back to a draw I count it as a win yeah I, I would count it as a loss if you came back to a yeah. draw to be fair although the problem is we are going to be picking the same drivers it's going to be who's winning races Ingram, Sutton, Turkington yeah I know I really and, and it's all going to come down to do you take a gamble with the race three and get lucky and Jack Sears but again we're going to be probably very similar on that yeah quite possibly it could come down to the exciting games that we have outside. Yeah, we need to think of one for Silverstone. We, we need do. to think of one for Brands Hatch. Yeah. It depends if we go to Silverstone. I might reinstate the um, prices right for Silverstone because it's a yeah. Silverstone tax. Having looked yeah, at some, that's true. Having looked at some experience days there recently, the Silverstone tax you pay is insane. Mm. So I might might look to reinstate that. Yeah, that's fine. If you've got any ideas for games we can play at Silverstone, again, get in touch. We always like to hear from you. And I think that probably rounds out this week's pod. Yes, we've got a, a three-week break now. Um, well, effectively four. Well, practically four, yeah. yeah. Until we're back at Silverstone. Um, so please do enjoy yourselves. There'll 25 be days to go. Plenty of other motorsport um, in action in between times. Um, and we'll be back with a preview pod just before Silverstone. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the break. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for 
more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 